Welcome to another episode of Insects for Dummies, where every Tuesday we talk about something six-legged. Today, we'll be talking about another fun fall-time insect, woolly bears. Woolly bears belong to a family of moths known as Arabidae, or tiger moths. It's kind of odd having a bear turn into a tiger, but whatever. I like both names, so I don't think that much about it. Today, we'll be talking primarily about the banded woolly bear, which turns into the Isabella tiger moth, which is a really pretty yellow moth with black spots. These can be found all across the United States, southern Canada, down into Mexico. The caterpillars eat a huge variety of plants, so it's believed they could be introduced and survive just about anywhere. But don't get any ideas. Woolly bear caterpillars are very fuzzy, with varying colors depending on the species. The banded woolly bear, which is the most famous, has bands of black and brown. These bears are very docile, and if you poke one or try to pet one, they curl up into a ball, which is super cute. You don't have to worry about them stinging you either, because the hairs on woolly bears are not venomous at all. For a bear, it's really not that scary, and people really love them. So much so that there are a couple festivals in the United States to celebrate them. The first one is a big festival held in Vermilion, Ohio, every October 1st. The festival started in 1973 and has continued ever since, featuring banded woolly bear costume contests and even a woolly bear race. I'm not joking. They actually have hand-selected banded woolly bear caterpillars from the Vermilion police and fire chiefs that they quote-unquote train for this event. Of course, they'll never divulge the secret practices they use to round up these caterpillars. That being said, no caterpillars are harmed, and I believe that, seeing as how the town loves them enough to celebrate every year. This festival actually started from a local weatherman, and if you're wondering what woolly bears have to do with the weather, don't think twice, because I've got you covered. The banded woolly bears, as mentioned before, have large bands of brown and black. More specifically, one band of brown with black tips. And it was, and possibly still is, believed that if caterpillars have more brown on them, then the coming winter will be milder. Of course, this isn't true, but the amount of brown might be an indicator as to how far into the season you are. Because with each molt, banded woolly bears get more brown and less black. Now. Before we dive further into this lore, I want to talk about the second festival, which is called the Woolly Worm Festival. This festival is held on the third weekend of October and is purely about racing woolly worms, or woolly bears as I like to call them. The races last all day, and the winner not only gets their caterpillar to be that winter's weather forecaster, but also receives $1,000. That's crazy. This festival has been going on since 1978, when Avery County decided that they wanted to have a special event to celebrate these fuzzy worms, or bears. Okay, earlier I briefly mentioned part of the lore surrounding woolly bears, but it actually gets a little more complicated than that. You see, it's not just about how brown the caterpillar is, but it's also about how much black is on the head and tail of these caterpillars as well. For example, some people go as far as to say that if the head of a woolly bear has more black than the back, this means the start of winter is going to be more severe than the end of winter. 
there is also a belief about the 13 segments of the caterpillar corresponding to the 13 weeks of winter. This especially holds true for the woolly worm folks in North Carolina. So if you want a detailed report of the coming winter, you need to observe the color of each segment on the banded woolly bear. Now, you're hopefully wondering how the caterpillar got this lore in the first place and what made them so famous. And as you have probably guessed, I'm about to tell you. It all started with a curator of insects at the Natural History Museum in New York City by the name of Dr. C.H. Curran, and he wanted to test a hypothesis about woolly bear caterpillars and the coming winters. So he took his wife and traveled up the city to Bear Mountain Park where they collected as many caterpillars as they could, and then measured the bands of brown and black. They did this for eight years and reported the findings to a friend in the New York Herald Tribune which made the information public. And now the woolly bear is well known to be linked with the coming winter weather. They are also very commonly seen crossing roads, sidewalks, and pretty much anywhere looking for a place to hide during the winter. Because unlike other caterpillars, these do not make cocoons to protect themselves. These caterpillars actually produce their own antifreeze in the form of glycerol and stay as a caterpillar through the entire winter, hiding in logs, tree bark, or anywhere safe from harm. These caterpillars can survive an entire winter trapped in ice, and even survive temperatures as low as minus 90 Fahrenheit, or minus 67 Celsius, which is especially helpful for the ones living up north in the Arctic. They don't hibernate through the entire winter though. If temperatures really warm up midwinter, it's possible to see them crawling around again before the next freeze. The caterpillars don't start making cocoons until springtime, when there's more fresh foliage to munch on. The arctic woolly bear can actually freeze and thaw up to 14 years before finally reaching the moth. Now this is the longest lived caterpillar species ever. The weather conditions are very harsh in the arctic, which means the growing season can be extremely short for many years at a time, making it impossible for the caterpillars to reach maturity in one year. These bears also will sunbathe to heat their body temperature up to around 30 degrees Celsius, which is 10 degrees higher than the ambient temperature in the summer of the Arctic. The hairs on these caterpillars actually do help them conserve heat, so it's not just for show. Another difference between the arctic bears and our banded woolly bear is that while hibernating in the winter, they make a pseudo-cocoon, which is another insulating layer to help protect them from the truly harsh conditions of the arctic winter season. The woolly bears, like all other caterpillars, have their fair share of predators, which include wasps, parasitoids, which are wasps and flies that use and kill the host, birds, mantids, etc. The caterpillar has some tricks up its sleeve though. For example, that cute curling into a ball thing I mentioned earlier actually defends them against wasp attacks. The bristly hairs on the caterpillar are very difficult for an insect to get through, and by curling up, the caterpillar is able to protect its soft interior from being targeted. Another really cool find was that if a caterpillar does manage to get parasitized, the woolly bears actually change their diet to more bitter plants, which contain stunting compounds, like pyrolyzidine alkaloids. And this seems to actually medicate the caterpillar and prevent death from parasitization. 
Now, as mentioned earlier, there are many species of tiger moths, and each caterpillar looks a little different from our famous brown and black banded bear. But they are all harmless. Just be careful that what you see is in fact a woolly bear, because there are other less harmless caterpillars which are equally fuzzy. For example, the tussock moth caterpillar. But we'll save those for another episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Insects for Dummies. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate it and leave a review. It really helps the show get pushed to more people. Next week, we'll have a special episode where I interview the bug chicks. If you don't know who they are, you can give them a Google before the show. But either way, you'll be learning a lot about them. If you want to send a listener email, you can send one to insectsfordummies at gmail.com. And if you want to check out the IG page, you can find it at insects number four, dummies.